It's the Ag Ship Podcast. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm the creator of the Ag Ship. It's an outlet covering Utah State football, men's basketball, and women's basketball uh, credentialed style. I suppose I changed the, thought I'd change the way that I say it this time, I guess. Um, I'm here. I've, I've, I've rewatched <clears throat> Utah State's 28-14 to loss to Wyoming. I feel like I am in a place now where I can talk about it intelligently, hopefully, uh, at least somewhat. <laughs> That's the goal. Usually I want to... Talk about it as as best I can, and and have come come to you not just with immediate with re, not not just with immediate reactions, but with uh, all sorts of stuff, with takeaways, with things that can be applied moving forward. Uh, with all all of this, I, I think that it's all I think that it's all valuable to to you know go back and look at this stuff and to, to try and get a better feel for actually for what actually happened in a football game and going back through and rewatching this one a a loss that I think is going to pretty severely change and already has pretty severely changed the dynamic of the season for Utah State obviously talked about it couple weeks ago uh, coming into the game the importance of this game as a as a conference matchup for the sake of the mountain west mountain division um that holds true especially with boise state surviving against air force um things don't look great for utah state uh, my apologies for the lack of uh, preview for this game as well I, I realized i did not do one i was uh, not able to talk last week i had some some allergy issues um but I'm back in the saddle, back, good to go, was in Laramie for this game, was on uh, on location, and like I said, have gone through, rewatched this one, put out the film review, put out the game notebook, put out the cover, did all that stuff, um, and yeah, it was it was uh, in, a, in a very important game, in a game that Utah State really could not afford to lose, it lost, it lost, it was, it, it put up a good fight, I think. In general, I think Utah State was was competitive. I think it battled. I don't think that this was a game where the effort was bad. It certainly wasn't a game where like the discipline was overly bad. They had one penalty, I believe, for ten yards. It was a holding on a punt, on a punt return. Um, th- I thought all of that was pretty good. I, I didn't think that it was the kind of loss that we saw earlier on in the season. Um, this was a different. This is a different kind of loss. I, I said as much in the film review, but watching the game live, it seemed like there was a, it was a bad game plan, that it was a, it was an issue with game planning that was causing problems, that it was, you know, they, they, uh, they just didn't have a, they didn't have a, a, a correct answer, basically, for Wyoming, specifically, the Utah State offense did not have a, a good plan for beating Wyoming's defense. Uh, live, it felt like that. It felt like wide receivers weren't being schemed open. It felt like they were running into the teeth of, de- of the defense too much, any number of things. And going back and rewatching the offense, um, that wasn't the case. The, I thought the game plan was good. I thought the game plan on both sides of the ball really was, was pretty good. Uh, the offense came out with creative looks specifically in the run game, and a lot of them... Some of them did work, and the ones that did work were really cool. I really, really liked some of them. I thought that it was really neat, some of the things that they were able to do on the ground. But there were other ones that should have worked and didn't uh, for any number of reasons. There were times where Wyoming just had the right play call. There were times where Utah State had a play that would have worked and just 
couldn't block it for whatever reason. And then there were a couple times where Wyoming just got lucky. Um, the uh, the the Bishop Davenport keeper in the second first quarter first quarter I want to say yeah uh, I think the last drive of the first quarter when he kept the ball it was a second and three and got tripped up as he was running that was just dumb luck it just it happens but largely this game was an issue of execution for Utah State and I don't think that it was execution even in a way that you can feel like that troubled about right because Wyoming's defensive line is pretty unique and pretty uniquely good even without Cole Godbout um and I I think that Utah State just was over overmatched physically was was not able to match what Wyoming was was doing up front and it did a fairly good job of adjusting things to try and limit that size disadvantage but it was still just like on outside runs Yes, you are asking guys to do less physically. Yes, it is it is less of a haul for your for your offensive linemen when they're blocking down instead of straight on, but they still need to be able to do it. And Utah State just couldn't consistently uh, on really any front. It was not one specific guy. It was not. I, I I hesitate to blame the line really in general because like it wasn't good. This was not a good game from the offensive line. It was it was it struggled to. to you know, when at the line of scrimmage was getting pushed back on a lot of occasions, had a lot of runs that were blown up because of that. Utah State pretty much had to go away from outside running because it just was not working. It was getting blown up in the backfield. Um, and then there were six sacks and a lot more pressures. And that's none of that is good, but it was without Falapuleyalo, um, without obviously Cooper Lega working with Bishop Davenport back there. Um, just a lot of things that went wrong. A lot of things that I don't really think were in Utah State's control that went wrong. One second, my cat has decided to play with a toy directly underneath me. So one one second, I'm going to take this away from him. Where did you go? All right, he's just going to do that. I can't I can't stop him. Hopefully, it doesn't show up too much on the recording. Um, but I I don't it's again I hesitate too much to blame anybody because I don't know how much this would translate I don't know how much Utah State is going to find itself in these specific circumstances again if it would find itself in these circumstances again um, I think it might just be one of those things you know and it's uh, that's not a super satisfying answer especially in a game that will probably barring uh, some chaos that I don't expect which. I guess is the nature of chaos is you don't expect it. But um, barring some chaos, this is going to be the game that, that ends Utah State's title hopes, title aspirations, and forces it into a place where it needs to win three of a la- three of its last four to get to a bowl game. And that's kind of the goal now is to get to a bowl game. Um, and so that's not a satisfying answer to say like, yeah, you know, just throw your hands up and say, well, they had a whole bunch of injuries and that was kind of it. Uh, but you can't hear it. I'm throwing my hands up. They had a whole bunch of injuries. That was kind of it. Uh, especially defensively, you saw a lot of that as the game wore on, where they've got freshman linebackers in the game with uh, Sione Moa and uh, Max Alford after MJ Tafisi was injured in the second quarter. Um, you've got Ajani Carter was out, and I thought Andre Grayson did a really good job of filling in for him, but 
still, Ajani Carter's a really good player, and not having him out there is dangerous for the defensive secondary specifically. Um, Ike Larson was only able to play seven snaps. Uh, hopefully this bye week offers a chance for him to get healthy because he has not been at full strength for, I mean, more than a month now. It's been a while. It has been a while since I think we have seen fully healthy Ike Larson, so I'm hoping we get to do that again at some point this season. Um, big bye week for a couple of guys, but he is he is one who has gone under the radar as like, he has been injured, I think. He has a big brace on his leg. I, I'm excited to see him at full health and hopefully getting some more snaps. Um, but it just they were they were limited. No 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 Byron Vaughn's up front on defense. Falapuleyalo, like I said, no Cooper Lega, no Levi Williams. Eventually, no Nana Davis. Uh, I'm sure there were more. Tifisi, like I said, Daniel Greshik left the, the game pretty late. It was already it was it was already not in a great place at that point. But um, a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, too many injuries. I think it was it was too much to overcome. And do they win this game fully healthy? Probably. I think they probably do. I think with Cooper Lagarde, the offense looks different uh, objectively. I think that, that he is just a different guy back there. He is a different force entirely than anything else that they've had on the roster at quarterback this year. Um, and I do think that that probably changes things. I think that having Byron Vaughn's obviously a Johnny Carter, maybe less so because Wyoming can't pass anyway. Um, you know, Falapuleyalo, all this stuff. Like Wyoming's defensive front and the way that Wyoming is built is always going to be an issue for Utah State. I think uh, for as long as as Blake Anderson is at the helm, I think it's going to be a problem because Wyoming is just by design. It is so much bigger and so much more physical than Utah State is um, because Utah State really can't do what it does if it wanted to have players that big. It just wouldn't work. Um, and, and so I think that that is is something that they're going to need to work to overcome. And I mean that they did take steps toward that this season. It was certainly better than it was last year, um, but fully healthy. I think Utah State was probably good enough to win this game. It wasn't fully healthy though, and so it doesn't really worth. It's not really worth talking about. It's not really worth doing. You know, any any extensive analysis of because they weren't they weren't fully healthy, and the team that Utah State put out was not able to not able to get it done. We ran out of juice near the end of the game. Offense struggled to get much of anything going. Defense, I thought, did its job pretty well, but the big plays, man, there were too many big plays. Entirely too many big plays. I think it was 21 big plays that accounted for like 70 some percent. I did the math in the cover, but a huge, in the game notebook, but a huge percentage of Wyoming's yardage came on like a lot of big plays. Too many big plays. Um, but the defense did well enough to win the game, and the offense just couldn't deliver. And this is an offense that. At a freshman quarterback and never really found a rhythm, I think partially because of that, but also couldn't really keep him upright, struggling with pass protection, struggled with uh, run blocking of all sorts, struggled with the size of the Wyoming front, I think pretty significantly. You saw that a lot. Um, and that is all, you know, I think frustrating for Utah State, and it's a loss, and obviously it's a bad loss. It's a loss that they couldn't take. Uh, they knew that. I think they knew that really coming into the season that this is one that they couldn't lose if they wanted to win the conference championship or the division or anything, really, uh, and they did. And the circumstances were what they were, but Utah State still needed to go out and try to win the game, and they didn't do that, and that is something to reckon with. But I think that the way that Utah State lost here... Um, 
don't know what the right way to phrase this would be. I think this is probably the least frustrating loss of the season if you're Utah State. Maybe I'm wrong. People may you know, let me know if you disagree. Obviously, the the impact of it, the meaningfulness of it for the season, makes it more difficult. I would guess. I, I would I would think that it is for Utah State specifically, but also probably for fans. I, don't, I again I don't know, um, but. As the actual, as an actual football game, um, I would certainly think that that Weber State was worse. Um, the UNLV game, they were incompetent for four quarters or for three quarters, and then figured it out in the fourth quarter. Uh, BYU probably frustrating because of the way that it happened, and also that it's a rivalry game, and that it's just the BYU fans still haven't shut up about it a month later, even though they won. Um, their team is not bad because Utah State tackled them hard their team is bad for other reasons um just that it's not it's just not very good uh but uh, i don't i don't want to go off on that tangent it's silly it is silly how much byu fans talk about utah state the, the game was not that physical come on come on let's be adults about this um but anyway like i don't think that though i don't imagine those losses like I, I, I don't imagine that this loss to Wyoming was as frustrating as those were for Utah State because those had significant identifiable issues that were beyond just they played better, beyond just Wyoming played better. You know, those were like, oh, the BYU game, Utah State had solutions in the first half, came out, it was tied going into the halftime, and then the second half just could not do anything against drop eight coverage. UNLV, all sorts of offensive issues. Weber State, all sorts of offensive issues. Maybe the Alabama game, I guess, because you know you're not going to win anyway, but uh, it's it's hard to say that about a 55-0 loss. But I, I, I think that this was, as losses go, one that is understandable. Wyoming was better. Wyoming was better. Wyoming had more depth. Wyoming was better in the trenches, and ultimately that's where football is played. Uh, Utah State did not have the pieces that it needed to minimize the struggles that it was going to always have in the trenches, and that is always going to be the thing under Blake Anderson that Utah State needs, is that it needs to be able to mitigate the fact that it's not going to be a huge team in the trenches. It's not what they do. Uh, For this offense to work, you need to have athleticism up front more than you need to have size up front. You can't do the tempo if your offensive linemen are gasping for air. Um, this is an oversimplific- oversimplification, but it's, gotta, it's always going to be part of it, is that they're going to be smaller in the trenches. It is inherent. It, you can't change it. It's it's the same as uh, like complaining about the 4-2-5 that they run on defense. They run it for a reason. They have to do it. They, they don't, there's not anything else you can do when you run this offense. You can't, you can't have three linebackers on the field because they're going to get tired. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. It's, it's not... It's like arguing with the sky. It's just, you can disagree with the sky, but you're not going to change it. You know that you're not going to change it. This is intrinsic to what Utah State does. The offensive line is going to be undersized because it has to be. They can't do what they do if not for an undersized but more athletic offensive line. The only way you could do it in a way that has big athletic offensive linemen, big being the the focal point there, is if you're Tennessee and you can recruit on Tennessee's level. I don't think Utah State can do that. I would love it if they did. I thought that I think that would be great if Utah State pulled in a top five recruiting class. I would be pretty impressed, but I don't think that it's going to. And so you're gonna have to pick one between athletic and big and Wyoming picks big everywhere, every position, and Utah State picks athletic and 
big is easier, I think. Big makes things easier because you don't have to scheme things up as well. You don't have to really be all that creative. Um, you don't even really have to be able to throw the ball. If you're big, you can win games against smaller teams just because you're bigger. Whereas Utah State is going for a higher ceiling approach. That's what the undersized thing is about. That's what being faster is about. It's 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 not it's not the thing that is going to get you the easiest wins. It is the thing that can take you further. Being big is only going to take you to about seven and five, as Wyoming will pretty gladly tell you, I think, because you can watch them play every year and they go seven and five every year. Uh, that's what being big does is you go seven and five. Um, <clears throat> whereas Utah State can actually win the division or the conference. I don't think Wyoming's going to this year. I don't know who's going to. Um, I guess probably one of them or Boise State, but I still don't believe in either one of those teams, if I'm being honest. Somebody's got to do it, though. Um, But it's just one of those things. This is always going to be a difficult matchup for Utah State, like I said, just like Air Force is, just like Boise State is. They're they're always going to be tricky games because of the way that those programs are built and because of the way that Utah State is built. And ultimately, Utah State just didn't have the skill pieces that it needs to win this kind of game. It was just it was without those guys and that's Cooper Lega. Largely that's Cooper Lega. It's you know guys like Byron Vaughns, guys who on the defense can change the way that the offense plays because they are so skilled because they are so talented despite not being all that big. Byron Vaughns is, is listed at 225 pounds. MJ Tafisi is about 230, I think. Those guys are still not huge players but they're good enough that they can make a big difference in this game and I think that they would have had they been able to play and Again, this all comes back to the game is different if, if Utah State has players that it doesn't have, and it's, a, it's not an argument worth having because it, it wasn't. But I, I think because of that, because you can pretty much any point that you make about this game is going to come back to that objectively, I, I think that it is understandable that they lost. I think that it's, it's, there's nothing you can really point to here and say like, oh, that was what was wrong. That was what went wrong. That was the issue that they should have fixed, but they didn't. I, I don't know that there was a fix here. I think that this was just it was what it was going to be. Um, Wyoming was better than I expected it to be. Wyoming got the job done. Utah State offensively was not where I expected it to be. It was not like terribly far off, but I thought that it could do a little bit more than this. Um, it couldn't. It couldn't sustain things in the trenches, and, and Bishop Davenport was uh, limited. I would say, the the you know there were there were plays, there were play calls that I didn't agree with. I I still I don't like the downfield shots just for the sake of it. I don't think that this offense is really in a place where it has earned downfield shots. In general, if Cooper Lagaz is not the quarterback, I don't think it's worth even doing because they're not going to be completed. You know that they're not going to be completed. It's a waste of time. Um, those downs are precious, and they need the yards that they can get. But that's that's about it. That's about it. That's about all I would have to complain about, if I'm being honest, in, in scheme stuff. And I don't think I think that's another thing that's intrinsic. It's like arguing with the sky. They're going to take deep shots. It's part of the offense. It just is. It's not a part that I agree with, but I'm not a coach. I'm just some guy, so it's not. it doesn't really matter. Um, and if that's the biggest thing that I have to complain about schematically or anything, then they did a pretty good job. And I think that that's true. 
I think that the game plan here was pretty solid. I think that Utah State came in with the right idea of how to beat Wyoming. I think that it came in wanting to move the linebackers around, making them play horizontally. I think that it understood that it needed to win perimeter matchups in the passing game, but it could do that with quick hitters. It could do that with, with man beaters. It didn't need to just go down the field and, and try to try to win those one-on-one matchups. It could have outbreaking routes, and it just, Bishop Davenport was either hit before he could throw the ball, had pressure in his face, and it impacted the pass, or in other cases, you just missed him. He's a true freshman quarterback. It happens. Um but offensively, for for you know to have a struggle like this, to have a game where there's not really any explosive plays, save for a couple of nice runs, um, there's not really a ton of success. There's not really a ton to be optimistic about, statistically speaking. To leave that kind of game still feeling like the offense schematically did a good job, like it game planned well, like it had a good approach, I think is encouraging. I think that it means that they they are on the right track, they have the right ideas, that they know what to do, that they were prepared for a difficult opponent, they had answers for it, and there's no reason to think that they won't have answers in the last four weeks of the season, but uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't come from, come out of this thinking like, oh, they're back to where they were. Live, I thought it was that, but re-watching the game, it wasn't. They had good scheme. They had good design. There was there was creative stuff. There was unique things, things that I hadn't seen before from this this offense. They made adjustments on the fly that I thought were really good. Um, it was just that they couldn't execute it consistently, and that was the game. Ultimately, that was what it was. They they missed a couple opportunities that probably would have changed things, um, and all of that combines for a result that while. Uh, impactful and disappointing and, and season altering for Utah State. I don't think are that damning, and I don't really think are long term translatable. Like I don't, I don't really feel any different about Utah State coming out of this game than I did going in. It's just, you know, yeah, they lost. They lost to a better team. I think that that's probably what it is. And, and in di- different circumstances, do they win? I think they do. But it doesn't matter. They lost in this case with the team that they had. They lost to a better team straight up, and they'd not really done that this year. BYU, yes. Uh, Alabama, obviously. But those games, Alabama it is it wipe it. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Not a real game. Does not matter. Not even really worth thinking about or talking about. There's no. You know what that is. That was a uh, go get a paycheck and move on. Um, but BYU, I I don't really know if it was quite like this because BYU was not like just beating beating Utah State in the trenches like Utah State was up for that game and had answers and then they didn't um this was not quite like that Wyoming was pretty much solid throughout the game it was it was pretty much the same story every every time Utah State's offense took the field and there were a couple drives where it wasn't but it was pretty much just that it was just that Wyoming had answers for what Utah State was doing and Utah State couldn't execute on the level that it needed to to counter that um but like UNLV, Weber State, man, were not that at all. It was they were they were out coached, they were out schemed, and that was not the case here. And I don't think it's going to be the case moving forward. And I think that that is improvement. Um, that that is something to be happy about. It, that that and it, it sounds like a simple thing, but that's not something that a ton of teams have. Is like competent coaching that can adjust on the fly during the season and find changes and find fixes. Like I think they've done that. I think that Utah State has done a good job in season of figuring out what they needed to do for this team and adjusting. It's not perfect, but I think it's much better. 
I think it's much better. I think that Blake Anderson, I think that Anthony Tucker and the offensive staff have done a good job. Um, Even if this game is not like a a good reflection on the offense, I don't really think that it was on them. I honestly, I don't really know if it's on anybody. It's just one of, like I said, it's one of those things, you know, (laughs) it just, it just, it just happens. Um, And so moving forward, like I still feel pretty good about Utah State's chances to win three of the last four, if not four of the last four. I do. I I think they can, obviously, they can beat New Mexico and Hawaii. It'd be a disaster if they didn't win those games. Assuming, especially assuming that Cooper Lagai will be back, which I think he will be. I hope he will be. It'd be nice to see him again. I hope he's okay. Um, And then San Jose State is going to be a really good game. I'm excited about it in Boise State. I think it's the same story. I think they could win all four of those games. Absolutely. I think if they're pretty healthy, they could win all four of those games. If they're not healthy, it's a different story. But uh, we don't have a reason to assume that they won't be fairly healthy at that point in the season. they got a good time for a bye week. They will have two more games against bad teams that they can use to rest up before those those matchups. Um, I, like I said, I don't leave this feeling worse. I don't leave it feeling better, but I don't leave this feeling worse about Utah State. It's just changed what they're playing for. The focus now is a bowl game, and maybe you get lucky. Um and that's not where they wanted to be, obviously. They, they had much higher aspirations this season. And there are, you know, <clears throat> when I'm sitting down to write the retrospective about this season, the schematic issues to open the year are absolutely going to be a major point. A major, major, major point worth making is that they were not ready to start the season. Schematically, they did not have the answers that they needed to have. On, on 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 offense, they did not adjust to the personnel correctly, and ultimately, I think that it it really um, did long term damage, unfortunately, to a, a quarterback legacy in in Logan Bonner that he did not deserve. I don't think it was his fault what happened this season. Um, I I really don't think it was, and and when you look back on this season and and. I think that people will be disappointed and frustrated with the fact that it wasn't more, that it probably won't be a conference title season, that they won't be able to defend the conference title. Um, that should be the thing. Probably not this game. Probably the, the start of the season where they didn't realize that their receivers weren't Devin Tompkins and Derek Wright. Like That was the, that was the mistake, I think. But since then, this this game included, I think that there has been improvement. I think that they've made the right steps. I think that they've made the right changes. It's just that you lose a game sometimes to a better team, and especially in the trenches, and I think that's what happened here, um, is that Wyoming was just better in the trenches. Simon, please stop playing with the ball. Hey, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the ball. I'm going to take it. I'll give it back later. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, that's sort of where I come out on it, is that this season is probably not going to end the way that Utah State wanted it to, but I think there are reasons for optimism moving forward, the fact that they did get a lot of that stuff figured out. Um, and there's a whole month left. There's a whole month left to see if that continues, to see where that goes, if that even improvement is taken further. I think it could be. I think that they could continue to make steps. I've been really impressed with the way that the rushing attack has has been designed in recent weeks. They've done some really cool stuff. Stuff I didn't know they had. Stuff I've never seen them do. Not just at Utah State, but going back to, you know, Blake Anderson's time at Arkansas State, I've never seen this kind of run design. It's really cool. 
they've got really, really cool stuff in this, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I think that, that you know, they've got, what, three years of Robert Briggs, basically. Most of this offensive line will still be intact next season, I think, if memory serves. A decent chunk of it, at least. Several guys. They've got some underclassmen. Um, there's, and the season's not over. Again, it's not, it's not time to start thinking ahead to next year, but... I think there are reasons for optimism. There are there are things certainly to look back on and, and be be frustrated about and to to talk about and to have to take issue with. But I don't think this game was one of them. And that's sort of the last the the the, the lasting point that I want to leave here is that on both sides of the ball, I think that Utah State did what it could here. Given the circumstances, I think that Utah State did what it could. I think it had a good game plan. I think that it was ready to go, ready to play came with energy, came with discipline, played within its within its means, just couldn't execute. And the offensive line needs to be better, but I get it. I get it. That's that's what it boils down to to me. I get it. There were losses this season that I didn't get, that I didn't think made sense. But this one I don't think is one of them. I think this one makes sense. Um, is that better or worse? I don't know. That's for you all to decide. But... I understand this one. This is not Weber State. This is not UNLV. I, I get it. Um, and moving forward, I think there are plenty of reasons, like I said, for optimism. And uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, it's, that's that's what we do here at the Ag Ship. www.theagship.com, again, is the address. I didn't say it earlier, so scratch that again. Um, you can subscribe. You can check it out. It's good stuff. It's uh, more elegant than this, I would say. The podcast is sort of where I just go to vent my whatever my thoughts are. But uh, we're going to have basketball stuff coming up here soon as well. So if you're interested in basketball too, good time to subscribe. Women's basketball coverage is free. Men's basketball coverage is is, uh, is behind the paywall. Um, that is is, a, is an exposure thing. It's, it's because I think that I... I, it's not that I think. I want more people to be able to pay attention to the women's basketball team. I want more people to be invested in the women's basketball team, and I don't think that making people pay for it is a good way to do that. Um, but I do need to make money somehow, and so the men's basketball stuff is going to be behind a paywall. Um, if you're interested in that, please subscribe, www.theagship.com. Read the cover, read the news, read the uh, the notebook, read the film review. More stuff coming. It's going to be a quieter week from me here because it's an off week for football, and and frankly, I just I need a break. <laughs> I need a break. It's been a really long couple of weeks with these road games, man. It's it's just it's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been what five consecutive weeks with games, and three of them were on the road, and went and got sick last week, and and girlfriend is sick this week, and uh, basketball is getting started, and it's just, it's it's been a lot, and so it's going to be a quieter week on the site, but I'll be back in full force next week with the usual game stuff, um, and I'll be back on the podcast, not this week, I don't think, maybe, um, we'll see, maybe I'll do the premium one this week, because I, I think I might talk about the Friday's women's basketball exhibition here at some point. I think I might like to talk about that, and I might do that on the premium show with the Q&A attached to that. But uh, regardless, the next episode of the free podcast will be 
next uh probably friday or saturday morning and that will be the new mexico preview so it'll be a little while before i'm back on here um as for the website just keep it keep it locked keep it keep an eye out on it there will be plenty of stuff there will always be stuff i am never out of stuff um but uh until that next podcast episode uh uh, actually i don't know what i was going to say there i will talk to you guys then